2: The Bible cannot be understood apart from the Holy Spirit's illumination. That means that when we come to open our Bibles and read it, we should make it a point every time we do to say, God, Holy Spirit, please be my teacher. Please unveil to me the treasure that you have hidden in your word. Today,
1: Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno is continuing his study in the book of John, verse by verse. Open your Bible to the fifth chapter and the 41st verse. He'll start there in just a minute. This is a daily visit with Pastor Leighton from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And if you'd like more information about the ministry, check us out on the web at studyversebyverse.com.
2: Pastor John MacArthur wrote, The Jews' zeal for Scripture was commendable, because, but because they were unwilling to come to Jesus, who is the sole source of eternal life, it did not result in salvation. Clinging to their superficial system of self righteousness by works, in their stubborn unbelief, they became ignorant of God's righteousness and tried to establish their own. But self righteousness cannot save anyone, since all our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. Isaiah 64. And because whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at one point has become guilty of it all, James chapter 2. Thus, salvation comes not from having a righteousness of one's own derived somewhat from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. You know, scriptures describe Abraham as a righteous man, but it also contains several accounts of unrighteousness behavior. So how then could Scripture consider him a righteous man? Well, the answer is found. Romans 4.3, which is quoting Genesis 15.6, says, for the Scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Abraham was not counted righteous because he was righteous, but because he believed God. For from the very beginning, God had promised to provide a Savior through the seed of a woman, Genesis chapter 3, to all who would believe and receive. There's only one way to really understand the Scriptures, and that is that they point to Jesus Christ. The function of the Scriptures is not to give life, but to point us to the one who can give us life. Knowing the Scriptures will not get you into heaven. You know who knows the Scriptures really well? Satan. In two of the three temptations, he used, or more precisely, misused Scripture in an effort to tempt Jesus Christ. When we get before God on Judgment Day, it's not going to be what we know that gets us into heaven. It's going to be who we know and who knows us. Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, our Savior and Lord. We need to come to Jesus to receive salvation. Amen? Jesus said, you refuse to come to me. It stresses an activity of the will. It's not like, unlike Luke chapter 13 where Jesus said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as the hen gathers her chicks under his wings. But you were not willing. I wanted to save you, but you were unwilling. Verse 41, I do not receive glory from people, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you. What was he saying? Jesus was saying, hey, I'm not here for glory from you. I'm not here to win an argument with you. I'm not here to get your approval. I'm not here for your applause. I'm here because I love you and I want to save you. These men that he was talking to, they had religion, but they didn't have the love of God. They'd never experienced the love of God. They'd never experienced the grace of God, and so they had none to share with others. They had their list of do's and don'ts, their religiosity. Religious people who do not know the love of God are dangerous people. Verse 43, I've come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. Over the centuries, there's been many false messiahs. and According to Jewish historians, they've numbered at least 64. Uh, there was a first-century Jewish historian named Josephus who lived either during or just after the time of Christ. And uh, he, was ta- he talked about in his history uh, books uh, about three messiahs, all claiming to be the Messiah at the uh, time of the revolt in 70 AD and when Rome was coming in to destroy uh, Israel. And um, Rome had an easier job of it because the Jews were killing each other because followers of one false messiah were fighting the followers of another false messiah. And then 60 years later, there, during the third revolt, there was one who claimed to be the messiah, Simon bar Kochba. Uh, that name means son of a star. And Rabbi Akaba, who was the most esteemed rabbi at the time, believed him to be the Messiah. That is, until his revolt was crushed by the Romans with catastrophic results for the Jewish people. And then that uh, Messiah was renamed, Simon Bar-Kosiba. That means son of deception. You know, Antichrists, false messiahs, are going to uh, proliferate ...as we near the second coming of Jesus Christ... ...and will ultimately culminate in the false messiah, the Antichrist. Jesus says, if another comes in his own name, you will receive him. What was he saying? Why do men follow false messiahs? Why do they follow impostors? Well, the reason is is the impostors make claims... ...that are in alignment with men's own desires... They'll say, follow me and we're going to create an empire. Follow me and you'll be wealthy. Follow me and we'll have victory. They offer things that men are attracted to. What does Jesus offer? Follow me. Take up your cross. Deny yourself. Follow me. The characteristic of false messiahs is to offer the easy way, the prosperous way. Beware of people who promise peace and prosperity in return for your support. Verse 44. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There's one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Well, the scribes and the Pharisees desired the praises of men. They dressed in a way that everybody would see them and know who they were. They would hire little entourages to follow them around, so People would be impressed with how important they were. They prayed in such a way that everybody could see them. They prayed out loud on the street corners. They loved the front seats in the synagogue. And because they were so enamored with the accolades and the approval of people, and they had no desire to seek the accolades and the approval of God, they couldn't hear from God. You know, as long as we're judging ourselves by others, uh, there's plenty of room for self-satisfaction. And when we are satisfied with ourself, then we don't have need of something else. Self-satisfaction kills faith. We compare ourselves with others. We'll always be able to find somebody in worse condition than us. Well, I'm a better Christian than that person. But when we compare ourselves with Jesus Christ and the standards that he gives, then we get very humble very quickly. And we get very desperate very quickly. And we realize we cannot save ourselves. We need God's Savior to save us. And we put our faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. We need to trust in God's mercy. Jesus finishes the statement with a, 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 with a statement that would really uh, strike comb. He says that the, the Jews believed that the words of Moses were the very words of God. And Jesus said, if you had read these books right, you would have seen that they all pointed at me. You think that because you have Moses to be your mediator, you're safe, but... Moses is the very one who will condemn you. Maybe you might not expect to listen to me, but you're bound to listen to Moses who you have such high reverence for, who you claim to have such high reverence for. Now the, the writings of Moses they were prophetic and they pointed forward to Christ. So people who rejected Christ actually rejected the writings of Moses and rejected the scriptures. And so they thought, well, when we get before God on Judgment Day, Moses will stand for us. No, he won't. Because you didn't believe what Moses wrote. Because if you had, you would believe in Jesus Christ because he was what Moses wrote about. They also misunderstood the law of Moses at another level as well, and that is they thought it was a means of salvation. If we just keep the law, we're saved. And actually, that was not the intent of the law at all. The intent of the law was to teach us how dreadfully sinful we are and how desperately we are in need of being saved. Galatians 3.24, Paul wrote, The law has become our tutor, our teacher, to lead us to Christ so that we may be justified by faith. We'd never be saved by the law because if we break any part of it, we're under its judgment and damnation. They totally missed the point of the law. Now the Jews the Jewish people they had an incredible privilege because God had entrusted to them his very word the oracles of God. But you know when you are given a privilege there is also a responsibility as well. Luke 12:48 says to whom much is given much is required. Now the Jewish people they rejected the testimony of Jesus Christ. He'd given them four witnesses, or five if you want to separate Scripture and Moses. Uh, He'd given them the testimony of John the Baptist. He gave them the testimony of his works. He gave them the testimony of the Father's endorsement. He gave them the witness of the Scriptures, but they rejected all of the witnesses that Jesus called upon. They rejected Jesus' claim to being God, to being the Messiah, to being their Savior. And as a the result, they crucified their Savior. It's important for us to listen to Jesus and to respond in obedience. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for joining us on this. Another uh, daily visit from Pastor Leighton Sheely called Study Verse by Verse. A daily devotional, if you will, from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. You can listen again to any of our broadcasts or past programs by simply going to the website, studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. And more information about the church can be found on their website, churchofthehighlands.org. Join us tomorrow as we wrap up the week by opening the Word of God and studying verse by verse